Galnet News Digest, 5th of May 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we have just one story. The Vox Galactica interviews and what they reveal about superpower attitudes to Aegis and Salvation. On the 21st of April, Thargoids struck three new systems in the bubble, one Imperial, one Federal and one Alliance. In each system, there were very high numbers of anti-Zeno conflict zones and non-human signal sources. In the absence of Aegis, it was Frontline Solutions that responded, stationing a repair, rearm, refuel megaship in each system. A week later, on the 28th, the Thargoids struck again, attacking and damaging starports in two of the systems. Only then did the superpowers react, stationing their own capital-class cruisers in each of the systems. Vox Galactica has revealed that this response by the superpowers was at least partly in response to prompting by Salvation, the secretive scientist who has on four occasions wiped out all the Thargoids from the system, and who apparently needs the superpowers to engage the Thargoids in order to buy time for more such weapons to be prepared with May the 12th the likely earliest date for deployment of these super weapons. Vox Galactica interviewed the three admirals in charge of the anti-Thargoid forces in the three systems. Jade Sanderlin's questions allowed the admirals Henry Paul Atherton of the Imperial Navy, Maxton Price of the Federal Navy and Rachel Ziegler of the Alliance Defence Force to reveal their personal thoughts about the shutting down of Aegis and the rapid ascendance of Salvation and there are some interesting differences of opinion. Both Henry Atherton and Rachel Ziegler expressed regret at the shutting down of Aegis. Atherton was concerned at the loss of Aegis's experienced anti-Xeno combat pilots, and also expressed his deep personal admiration for the former head of research, Professor Albert Tesro. Ziegler, while accepting that other skilled pilots have stepped in to take over from Aegis, illustrated Aegis's contribution to the war effort by listing some of the technical advances made by or facilitated by the agency, including corrosion-resistant cargo racks, decontamination limpets, and Guardian hybrid weapons. Ziegler made it clear that while she accepted that the Bauman report presents compelling reasons for shutting Aegis down, she does not agree that this was the right thing to do. Aegis provided the Alliance with a level of security that the Alliance Defence Force cannot provide on its own, and Ziegler was scornful of Sirius Corps' military assistance, suggesting that sooner or later Sirius will get the better of the arrangement. By contrast, Maxton Price of the Federation expressed no sympathy for Aegis, describing it as an irrelevance, perhaps even a hindrance, when taken to task describing the loss of the Alexandria as negligence. Price said it was irrelevant that the megaship had been sabotaged and then pirated, insisting that poor decision-making and bad leadership within Aegis led to the ship's loss. It may be that professional jealousy of fellow Admiral Aidan Tanner has coloured Price's opinion of Aegis. Price had been in charge of the early federal land grab in the Pleiades, when barnacles and their seemingly miraculous meta-alloys were discovered in 3302 and the Farragut battlecruiser he ordered to guard the barnacle site on Merope 2A was reported to have fired upon neutral vessels. Price was later passed over, when in 3303 Tanner was appointed the Federal Security Chief and was then seconded to Aegis. 
Friendly fire was not only a federal problem back in 3302. An imperial interdictor assigned to guard a Thargoid shipwreck discovered on Pleiades sector AB-WB2-4, planet 9A, was also recorded as firing on sightseeing craft in the area. What was not widely known at the time was that Azimuth Biochemicals was conducting its own research on Thargoid scouts in a system very close to these sites in 3302 and 3303, and it is agents working for Azimuth Biochemicals that are believed to have sabotaged the Alexandria. Price is clearly bitter about Tanner and believes that he deserves a jail sentence for his attack on Salvation's faction Taurus Mining Ventures in November 3307. Tanner had claimed that Salvation had been undertaking illegal weapons research. However, his intervention was unsuccessful, and Tanner has since been court-martialed for this insubordination. Given his withering assessment of Aegis, it's unsurprising that Admiral Price of the Federation came across as strongly pro-Salvation. He was happy with his role, holding off the Thargoids until Salvation's ready and he sees no downside or risk to the superweapon. A superweapon that has an incredible range, a devastating impact on Thargoid craft, and is harmless to our own ships. What's not to like? When questioned, he repeatedly refused to believe that there could be any dangerous side effects on human populations. Imperial Admiral Atherton was perhaps less strident in his views, but the power and effectiveness of Salvation's superweapon seems to have hypnotised him too. Atherton did not deny that there might be some risk to Salvation's techniques, but he argues powerfully that Salvation's goal of a total victory over the Thargoids at any costs lines up with putting human lives first, because shortening the war means fewer victims of the Thargoid attacks. The wretched things keep returning. Salvation's superweapon has proven effective at wiping Thargoids from entire systems at a stroke. Atherton looked forward to the day when the people of Novas would see Salvation's weapon used to free them from the Thargoids. Only Admiral Ziegler of the Alliance Defence Force expressed serious concerns about Salvation's methods and motives. Unlike Admirals Price and Atherton, Ziegler said that she was not in system just to hold the Thargoids off until Salvation's ready. The ADF is there to protect Alliance civilians and to drive the Thargoids out of the system. They are not relying on Salvation delivering against his promises. Ziegler accepts the efficacy of the superweapon, as used previously, but is sceptical about the safety claims made about it. And it's not just the potential for unintended human casualties that concern her. In a chilling passage of her interview, she wonders how easy it might be for Salvation to turn his superweapon onto human targets. Salvation may have been fighting the Thargoids up till now, but a weapon that powerful would be considerably dangerous if recalibrated to damage human technology. Those who remember the recently discovered history of azimuth biochemicals know that its research which used Guardian artefacts in a very similar manner to Salvation's weapon, was intended for use against humans, and indeed caused the deaths of the entire research group that developed the first prototype of the weapon. If Salvation were to be using the Thargoid War as an acceptable reason for developing a weapon far more powerful than anything else known to humanity, and if he were then to turn it against his fellow humans, 
there would be no effective way of countering his threat. Salvation, and whoever it is that employs him, could quite feasibly become the new masters of the galaxy. But of course, that won't happen, will it? And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs>